0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the section on on werewolves that I'm doing. Actually, it took me a while to realise what the heck I was doing then for some reason and then I (laughs) realised. So we are up to deadly hearts. Navajo werewolves have a more sinister connection to sorcery than just using it to travel in wolf form. A common belief is that They could create a magical potion or powder that could cause tuberculosis. The werewolf could deliver this powder to its victims in a number of ways, including pouring it on them or adding it to the Hogan's fire. That's the fire of the household or the camp, you know. This powder was made from a variety of ingredients over the years, including a man's finger, a young girl's tongue. Why a werewolf would opt for such a slow death rather than making a meal of the victim is quite unclear. Another parallel to vampirism comes in with this disease-based legend. Tuberculosis and its associated death by wasting was often explained away as someone dying over time from a vampire's repeated attacks. Still, another Navajo werewolf belief explains why a sorcerer may have been able to get the gruesome ingredients for the tuberculosis-causing powder. The skinwalkers were thought to dig up the graves of the dead to steal their jewels. Perhaps they removed a finger or tongue in the process? Who knows? No matter what they did when they got there, as such... Literally ghoulish behaviour is not found in other lycanthropic belief systems. Werewolves usually are content to put animals and humans into their graves and be done with them at that point. They've been munched. They are no longer useful, right? Well, some believe that, some do not. The ghoulish belief did not vanish hundreds of years ago either. As recently as 1946 in Arizona, the Navajo believed that one of their own was exactly such a grave robbing werewolf. A well-rounded beast, he also indulged in the usual mauling of animals and tribe members. He was sighted on at least one occasion still in human form, running in a wolf skin, supposedly before he transformed, although no one actually saw the change into wolf happen. The suspect's home did contain a large amount of silver jewelry believed to be taken from the various graves. This may prove the grave robbing part of the alleged crimes, at least, but nothing tied him to the murders that were going on in the village, nothing that could be found. Even though I' am strongly learning towards the possibility, leaning towards the possibility that all lycanthropy can be explained by some kind of visionary experience or actual out-of-body travel, Elements of legend still complicate that. Finding stolen jewellery is such a problem, unless the evil magician, magician did the robbing in human form. A further possibility is that an astral body can affect the material world. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Is it an internal experience? An external experience? Is it etheric? Is it real world? Who knows? Modern Native American experience. So there is sort of mystical types of werewolves, but there is such a um, a recent experience from a Native American that's quite interesting. And it's sort of the last bit of evidence to look at, to where we look at sort of, um, not the ethereal, but more physical. Although it's not a fur and fang type of werewolf experience, so... There's no need to put great emphasis in whether it is true or not. And no, we cannot vouch for its authenticity, no. You know, we can only say what was happening to the person at the time. We can only relay what they said, but we don't know, do we? The event related to the following email really could have happened to someone who got carried away with a deep-seated cultural belief. We don't know. Being Native American, I was always taught in my family that shapeshifting is a possibility. That was so common that I remember how others in my tribe would even excuse some people's disappearances, saying they had shifted and then gone away. And I really really believed it though, till I saw something with my own eyes. Through high school, we had a strange friend which is the best thing I can call him. So let's call him Strange Friend. In my letter, if you use it, everyone has weird things to say about him. And he helped this along by claiming to be another being. I basically thought he was full of shit. I'd never seen anything with my own eyes to believe it. Why why would I think he was being honest? Well, one summer, my strange friend, prove something and it still chills me to this day what i saw i've never really told anyone i didn't think anyone outside my tribe would believe me i don't remember if there was a full moon or not and don't know what triggered this change a small group of us were outside in a wooded air of about 2 a.m we were talking along the trail and my strange friend was in front of us he started making strange movements Swinging his arms around, then he started growling. He got down on all fours, and his back was extremely arched. He began clawing violently at the ground. In seconds, his fingers became ragged, and I could see lots of blood, even in the dim light. We all had stopped dead in our tracks and just watched. We didn't know whether to run or help him. We were scared. My strange friend stood back up, and his body was all twisted. His arms looked out of the sockets, and he was shaking uncontrollably. He acted like he was in terrible pain. Somehow, he looked taller than usual. He turned around and looked just standing there. I swear his eyes were shimmering in the dark. I can't even describe the freaky noises coming from his mouth at this point. He was... ...salivating madly. Then he ran off suddenly. and None of us ever saw him again. Although we did hear a rumour... ...that he ended up... ...killing a family member... ...wherever he disappeared to. I was never able to prove the rumour... ...that he murdered... ...someone and... ...I couldn't prove either way really... ...only from me and my friends that saw this happen. If that's true then that's really quite dramatic thing to witness. Not only is it dramatic, but it will definitely scare people. And I can imagine that person would have been very scared. And also, if it's true, it kind of takes away the etheric part of it, doesn't it? Because what they are witnessing is a physical. So, you know, that's what makes it interesting still, is the fact that, no matter how much we want to just, well, me especially, want to just say, oh, it's an ethereal thing, there's always that one thing that comes back to claim, yes, but this is a physical thing. And it might not be a big thing, but whatever the reason, there's always that one thing that brings us back to thinking, is there shapeshifters? Do they exist? We can never truly say they do not, even if we do not say that they do. We just cannot. We cannot say that. We do not know. So that's this part of our werewolves complete. And when we come back, we'll look more into the different shamanistic wolf things. Anyway, thank you for listening and many blessings.